Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor, a volunteer minister in your local congregation, if you're involved with ministry in your local church, Ministry in Motion is designed for you. Our topic today is Community Pastoral Passion. And our special guest is Dr. Dwight Nelson. Hey, Dwight, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show, Thanks Dwight. Thanks for having me. Bless you. Now, community pastoral passion. Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted to put evangelism in the title there, but unfortunately, mm -hmm. this, this word evangelism carries some negative connotations for many. So we've steered away from it mm -hmm. to community pastoral passion. Mm -hmm. Evangelism, what does it connotate for you? Well, for me, I don't have a negative connotation of it. Right. Uh, because I see, Anthony, the calling to pastor, and Timothy probably is the quintessential New Testament pastor. John, John may have been the Apostle John as well, mm -hmm. pastoring Ephesus after Paul raised that church up. But Timothy, uh, anointed, appointed to pastor, and Paul says, do the work of an evangelist. So it's clear from that pastoral paradigm uh, in the New Testament that pastoring and evangelism are not antithetical. Exactly. They're not separate callings. They're, they're, they involve uh, separate gifts that can easily be blended. But they, God has intended in the formation of the church for evangelism and pastoring to be partnered. Exactly. Yeah. So, so evangelism is not a negative connotation. It doesn't have that negative feel for me. But in our third millennial society, there is no question that television, modern culture has just had a heyday with these um, fly-by-night evangelists, tele-evangelists, they yes. call them, yeah. you know, the, 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 uh, the healers and, and all the rest. So in the public's mind, evangelism does have, uh, it's fraught with negative baggage. Yeah, yeah. Can we get around that? I believe we can. Yeah. Well, for me, one clear way of how we can get around it is, is look at the passion that Jesus had. Mm -hmm. you know, for, for people. We, we look at people like the woman at the well in mm -hmm. early in John's gospel there. Mm -hmm. We also look in um, Luke 19 mm -hmm. with Zacchaeus. To me, they, they give us real insights into the passion of Jesus. They expose his own, uh, his own hunger. That's what passion is, a thirst or a hunger. That which I thirst for, that which I hunger for. For example, woman at the well, mm. okay? So Jesus, hot of the, heat of the day, it's noon. <sighs> Guys, you go in and uh, get something to eat, bring it here, I'll wait right here at the well. Of course, he knows there's going to be a rendezvous with eternity here with this woman who's coming in the heat of the day because she doesn't want to be around the other women who come in the cool of the evening. Exactly. But here's how you pick up, here's how I pick up on the passion. So we all know the story, John mm -hmm. 4, Jesus beautifully just leads this woman right into the embrace of the gospel. But when, she, when he's through, she races off, leaves the water jug, forgets mm -hmm. to give him the water he was asking yeah, for. Yeah. She's gone. The disciples come. And now here's the line. And you know the line well because you're an evangelist. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, uh, the disciples say, hey, Lord, we, we got the golden arches here. We're ready mm -hmm. to eat now. And Jesus says, oh, hey, guys, thank you. But I've already had food of which you know not. And they say, who brought him lunch? Yeah. But he, he has just fed. He's been fed. Mm. What is passion? It's, it's feeding a hunger. He has just been fed by leading that woman to God. So for him, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a program. It wasn't a, well, this is half of my ministry. I need to do this. It was just, 
It just came out of who he, the Son of Man came, this is what he said in Zacchaeus' house, mm -hmm. uh, verse 10, Luke 19, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. I have one passion, save lost people. Yeah. Bring them to God. And I thought in both of those cases, it's really interesting that Jesus seems to go out of his way, like going through Samaria Very in, good point. In, in John's yeah. gospel, out of his way. Jericho wasn't not the, isn't the most direct way from Galilee right. in, into to Jerusalem right, as, right. as well. Yeah. So the the intentionality of Jesus mm -hmm. to go out of his way for an appointment with one, mm. you, you know, mm -hmm. it'd be so tempting in, in many respects for, for Jesus to, to meet morning or evening mm. at the will mm -hmm. to, to gather with the crowd. Mm -hmm. um, but no, the appointment with one. Do I have time to share before the break? Uh, of course share you a text? Yeah. Now this is Matthew 7. To me, Anthony, this captures the pastoral heart of Jesus, the pastor evangelist heart of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So this is, these are familiar words. Ma uh, Matthew 9, verse 35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming, so he's a teacher, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, so he's a preacher, and healing, so he's a healer, teacher, preacher, healer. It's a great combination. Healing every disease and sickness. Now here it comes. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion, compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Now here's what struck me when I read this uh, several years ago. Wait a minute. Jesus had, the, Jesus had a passion, a compassion for postmoderns. Mm. Because you think about this society, this postmodern generation. Yeah. Look at it. Uh, what is the description here? They were, they were harassed and helpless. No moral, no, no moral anchor, just kind of wandering. Uh, another translation, what is this? A New American Standard Bible. D they were distressed and dispirited. I wrote a bunch of these down. Mm -hmm. Here's Peterson, Eugene Peterson. They were confused and aimless. New King James, they were weary and scattered, but he saw them as sheep. Mm. This is a shepherd. Yeah. The good, you know, the, the Greek word for pastor, past, uh, oh, I can't even, it's not coming to my mind right now, but the Greek word for, pa for shepherd is, a, is the identical word for, for a pastor, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So here's Jesus, the good shepherd, the good pastor. He looks out over the masses who are just, just hapless and helpless, and I'm thinking, as, I, as you and I look out over the masses, seven billion on this planet, mm. weary, dispirited, wandering, aimless. Jesus is a postmodern shepherd. Yeah. He has a heart for them. And what does he do? He meets their felt needs. He, he heals, he teaches, he preaches. He is among them as, as the ultimate pastor. Community pastoral passion. This is what it's all about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Instead of seeing the community as a, like a mine from which baptisms can be harvested, yes. it's, it's a field for ministry, yeah. a field for service. Immersion into their lives. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you see Jesus doing it here so powerfully. With, with healing, compassion, and so forth. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dwight. I'd, I'd like to, to explore with you a little more mm. the, the seamless link between evangelism, discipleship, training and growth and development in a person's life okay. in the process of evangelism. Mm -hmm. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is community pastoral passion. In other words, evangelism. And our special guest is Dwight Nelson. Now, Dwight, 
oftentimes we think of evangelism as bring in the hired gun. Mm -hmm. Let's get the evangelism specialist in. Let's blow the town apart mm -hmm. and let's see what, what we can put in our church that's, that's left. Mm -hmm. um, the New Testament has a completely different picture of that, doesn't it? It does, uh, Anthony. Uh, there was public evangelism, no question about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, when Paul yeah. is on Mars Hill, he's going for that intelligentsia, and he's going for the, he's going for the jugular. Mm -hmm. um, but the dominant model is a model that, that moves in and stays in. Yeah. So when Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, my sheep know my, my voice. Other sheep I have. So he's, he's, he's a pastor. I'm the good pastor. We, we, you know, I couldn't remember the Greek word. Still can't. But, <laughs> but uh, the, the Greek word for pastor and shepherd, identical word. So I'm the good pastor. Mm -hmm. But I have other sheep who are not in this fold. I must, I must reach these others as well. So the pastor is under the twin calling of Christ himself. The, the flock provided for you and the sheep not in the flock. You've got to be passionate about them as well. Yeah. But the pastor lives in that fold with them. Mm. I mean, Jesus said, I'm the door, I'm the fold. I'm here with my sheep. Yeah. yeah. You know, in Acts chapter 4, we mm. have that wonderful story where Paul and Barnabas visit that, what we would call secular, another age they might You're talking call... talking about Acts 13 and 14. Yeah, yeah. 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 Acts 14, mm. where they go and visit Lystra. Mm -hmm. Very secular place. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just walk through that and explore... Yeah. The, the process of evangelism that they used there. Point it out. In, in Acts 14. Yeah. What do you so got? Paul and Barnabas, they visit Lystra. Yes. And they this start. lame man there. That's right. Mm -hmm. And Paul raises this, this lame man to life. Right. Okay. Yes. And then the, the, the people are just amazed with this. Mm -hmm. And the, the temple priest, he goes off and brings in these. The pagan Cattle? priest. Yeah. Yep. For, for, and have a sacrifice uh, to the gods who are among that's us. That's right. Yeah. And Paul and Barnabas, they're outraged by this. Mm -hmm. And their response. Verse 15, Paul goes racing out there. Friends, why are you doing this? We're too, only human like you. That's We're right. bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. What does that remind you of? Well, that's a First angel's message, isn't it? Exactly. Straight out of the fourth commandment, the Septuagint fourth commandment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're proclaiming this message in a bold way. To a pagan audience. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't stop there. Mm. The response of the pagan audience, well, they're impacted by some people who we could mm -hmm. judge their motives that, that come into town. Mm -hmm. And uh, Paul is not left in the best condition. He's, he's stoned. Stoned. Left for dead. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they talk about how he was dragged out of the city like you dragged the rubbish out and just dumped, not even given a, a no, funeral or anything like that. Okay. And what was the response of those people? Paul and his companions yeah. going back into the city. He jumps back up. Yeah. To me, that By the way, we talked about Timothy a moment ago. Yeah. This is when he got Timothy. Yeah. Timothy watched that thing mm. and realized... There's something in the, in the shepherd's heart of Paul. Timothy is one yeah. and is led to Christ and becomes a disciple of the apostle and of Christ. And it, it was part of that process of evangelism there at Lystra, but it was the ongoing ministry as well that Paul instituted. Yep. 
He appointed elders. Yes, he did. He appointed people there as mentors, as mm -hmm. trainers, mm -hmm. and he kept in touch with them. Mm -hmm. you, you know? Today, if we're not careful, evangelism is find them, convince them, mm -hmm. immerse them. Yep. Adios. Exactly. Next group. Exactly. Find them, convince them, immerse them. Adios. Next group. But the discipling, and of course the Gospel Commission, we're talking about uh, community evangelism, the Gospel Commission is go and make disciples. Exactly. Don't just, don't just go and preach, go and make disciples through your preaching. Radical followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's our mission, third millennially, that's our mission. Mm. And to, to me, the, the, the great message that we hear from, from Paul in Lystra there was this seamless continuum mm. of evangelism, that's a good point. Blending into yeah, I like that. discipleship yeah. and blending into Christian maturity mm -hmm. that we see. And the ultimate product there was Timothy. Yeah. yeah. And Timothy himself is then told by Paul, by the way, Timothy, you're not just a shepherd. Mm -hmm. You are the proclaimer of good tidings, euangelion. So you are an evangelist. Yeah. And Timothy then, it's inculcated in his mind. It's not either or, it's both and. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it is that, that continual process mm -hmm. here. Now, one thing that I'd particularly like to explore with you, Dwight, mm. is what is it that inspires you for evangelism? Mm. So that it's not just a, a once in a blue moon thing, mm. but it's a continual process and a continual part of your ministry. Mm. I'd love to explore that with you and we'll do that straight after this break. Okay, good. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is community pastoral passion. In other words, evangelism. Mm -hmm. And our guest is Dr. Dwight Nelson. And Dwight, what, what inspires you to, to be involved with evangelism on a perpetual basis? Mm. Man, Anthony, the reason I keep coming back to it and God will just not let me go on this thing. I mean, it's just... I read and something jumps out of the page and I said, man, I gotta do more evangelism. Mm. But here, this was, this was really seminal for me. I came across one day, Isaiah 49, six. In fact, a friend of mine, Skip McCarty, gave me the text once. I was getting ready to get ready for Net 98 and was going to Europe to do some, uh, preparing a pastors over there before Net 98, this global satellite event that sure. we were involved yeah. in, you and I together. Yeah. Uh, but this is Isaiah 49, six, where, where God is speaking to the Messiah, the Messiah servant. Mm -hmm. Messianic servant, uh, it is too small a thing for you to be my servant, this is verse 6, to restore the tribes of Jacob and to bring back those of Israel. And others as pastors, a lot of us say, you know, my job is to revive the church, just, yeah. uh, just to revive the church, just get the church revived. We hear a lot about revival, and I'm yeah. all in favor of revival. We sure. desperately need it. But God says it's too small, small. a thing. Mm. Notice verse 7. Uh, no, the, the rest of verse uh, 6, rather. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Yeah. It's not an, revival's not enough for me, God. says, I don't just need Israel and Jacob revived. I've got to save this whole planet. Mm -hmm. When I read that, I thought, well, okay, that's a good text, but it's to the Messiah, not to me. But in the last, before the last break, you went to uh, Acts 14. Yeah. And 14 and 13 are, uh, are Paul's first missionary journey. And in 13, he's in Antioch. Pisidia. Right. He's in Antioch, and guess what? He quotes this very verse, verse, verse 6. Mm -hmm. It's quoted in the Septuagint in, in Luke's rendition in Acts. 
But you know what he says? He says, God has said to us, it's not enough to revive Israel. You must go to the world. Yeah. And when I saw that, Anthony, the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, hey, guess what, Dwight? This is not messianic. This is you. Yeah. You can't spend your whole ministry trying to revive the church. A church that is not immersed in the life of the community will never revive. Yeah. Impossible to revive. Yeah. God isn't into warm spiritual fuzzies. Oh, let's just call down the Holy Spirit and we'll all feel better. No, he says, the only reason I'll revive you is so that you can get out into this planet for me. When I realized that, then from that moment on, it's just been relentless. God said, Dwight, quit getting so comfortable. Quit getting so comfortable. That's a powerful image. It's, it's too small. We need a bigger world Please. than just the, the, the world of our congregation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dwight, when, when, when we look at God's work, mm -hmm. he so many times does the unthinkable, mm -hmm. you know, the, the unimaginable. If it wasn't so common for Christians to, to think about, you know, God on a cross is just mind blowing. Rahab, from her background to, you know, in the, the lineage of, of Jesus' ancestry and that, it's just, it's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Do you sense sometimes that God is calling us to do mm. the unthinkable, mm. to, mm. to color outside of the line, so like to speak, that. with evangelism? Absolutely, yeah. I'm not speaking at all against the old, tried, and true methods, okay? They've worked, they've worked since the book of Acts. Yep. So I'm, not, I'm not denigrating that. But they are not effectively reaching the, the, the wider community that we're mm. a part of. Um, I think it behooves us, Anthony, as pastors, you and I and our colleagues, to be willing to explore out and color outside that box. We, we, Let's keep the box. But yes. There's a whole world on the, on the outside. Yeah. We just, just last uh, fall, Andrews University, we said, okay, let's go into the community and let's offer free haircuts to the public school kids before they take their, their, their class pictures. All right. So one of our pastors contacted non-Christian, non perhaps, uh, hairdressers in our community, along with an Adventist barber or two, set up a Sunday in the high school where these were these professionals were offering free haircuts for the community it's brought to you by the the seventh Adventist church on the campus of Andrews university mm -hmm. what 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 were we doing we're trying to get outside the box and reach a part of the community that that otherwise will never turn the television on and watch never turn the radio on never darken shadows will never darken church. our doorways yeah. but we're here saying no we're here to help you and the kids got free haircuts for their school pictures the next week yeah we want you guys to look good yeah, yeah. well i'd never heard of it before but one of our one of our uh, senior leaders on our team said hey let's try this and i said well why not and it worked Fantastic. television station was down there to record it in the report that evening in the sunday evening news so what is that doing? It's saying we've got to find other ways. Yeah. Jesus, what was that quotation, Ministry of Healing 143? He mingled among men and women as one who, how's that go? Sought their need, sought their yeah. best interests. Yeah, yeah. What did he do? He, he, he went with felt needs. What, what is it the people need? He met those needs. Yeah. Only then did he say, hey, come, follow yeah. me. And it's right. You know, we, again, we're, we're back to this seamless continuum yeah. of presenting the message, an opportunity for the gospel proclamation, moving into discipleship and growing people through that. Now, I want to I wanna, I wanna also say, Anthony, look, I love the haircut idea. You guys keep doing it. That's wonderful. We do public evangelism, mm -hmm. but we're no longer doing the five week. Neck 98 was five weeks long, five nights a week, good night. We were all dead by the time it was over, but God blessed, blessed it mightily. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm doing nine nights now. 
you're nine nights, you're an evangelist, you were just in Australia a few months ago. Shorten it up, shorten it up, shorten it up, because the third millennial mindset is saying, give me something. I'm working on something now where we can do it uh, live streaming to the whole planet. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But, but we have to go to where the people are mm. and then deal in a language they can understand and in a package that they can embrace, which is don't ask me to come back and back and back and back and back. Do, give, give it to me. Tell me what it is that you want me to find. Yeah. Lead them to Jesus. Bring out the three angels' messages in, in Holy Scripture and, and uh, call a generation to come. And, you know, to me, one of the, the critical things as well is that personal touch, that, uh, that, that, that personal thing. Yes. How important is that, do you think? Making it personal, well, I th particularly for this generation. For this generation, it's huge because people want to belong before they believe. Yeah. They're not into believing. The postmodern mindset says, I don't need to. Yeah. But people are hungry for community. Yeah. Third millennials, we've got millennials now, but all of us are third millennials because we live in the third millennium. But now we have Generation Z coming onto our campus. They're 18 now. It's the 18-year-olds who will soon be, four years be 22 and so on. This, this, the demographics keep shifting on us, but the, but the bottom line to every demographic slice is a longing for community. Mm. That's why we can't just come to town and then leave. We have to stay, provide that community, give, an, give a safe environment where with all my hangups, all my foibles and fall, failures and fallings, I'm still loved. Yeah. People say, hey, you come. Sometimes we, we send the message, clean your act up, mm -hmm. get over your bad habits mm -hmm. and your addictions, then come and join us, please. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You, you know, because sometimes we, we put the pressure on, don't we? Yeah. You, you, you know, rather than reaching out. Mm -hmm. And there's this kind of conditions that people have to meet before the acceptance. What a, what a tragedy and what a contrast to the ministry of Jesus. If we come back to Zacchaeus mm -hmm. and, and the woman at the well, what a huge contrast. Yeah. The, the food that Jesus ate in that Samaritan area. That's it regarded by many as unclean, mm -hmm. outside of the box. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we can colour outside of the box a little more. We must. We, we absolutely must. Without feeling threatened by this. Uh, you know, and if I could make an appeal to, to pastors in the third millennium, and that's all of us, we, we cannot abandon this, 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 pa this, this passion for communicating the gospel publicly. Yeah. Evangelism will never die until Jesus comes. Guys, ladies, plunge into this calling, but you be the Holy Spirit's edge in your community to find a way, we've never thought of before, but a way to bridge the chasm. Yeah. Like Jesus, to place yourself at the well where she's going to come, where they're going to be. Put yourself there. Yeah. Take your, train your people how to also be there. Let's become incarnational churches, immersed in the hapless, the dispirited crowd in which we live, immersed with, within them to lead them to the Good Shepherd. And you know, I totally agree with you there, Dwight. For me, there is nothing as invigorating, mm. as energy generating, than, than mixing with the community mm. and being involved with those outreach programs and, and doing that. You know, we, we can take medication to, to pump us up and to give us energy, but for me as a pastor, there is nothing as energizing mm. 
as doing this. You, you referred to at the end of the, the net series, you're exhausted. Yes, there is a phys physical fatigue that comes, mm -hmm. but how was your spiritual life? How was you, you, your courage at the end of that? Exhilarating. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Good point. Yeah. Mm. Thanks so much, Dwight. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, for sharing your Im immense experience and the, the wealth of your experience. Mm. You're a gem and we value your ministry. Bless Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Anthony. And we want to thank you for joining us as well. Come and visit us on our website. Share these broadcasts with your friends, with other people in your church as well. They're available readily, freely for training. Anything that we've broadcast on Hope Channel, our friends here on the Hope Channel, is available on our website, www.ministryinmotion.tv. Come and join us. Soak up the resources and be blessed. There are vast resources there as well, printed resources, resources that will help you with evangelism, colouring outside the box and reaching your community. God bless you and may God richly bless your ministry and bye for now.